When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a Happy New Year 5 star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos where we're covering everything when it concerns the latest news and trends in pop culture, including the last four episodes on the Pop Culture Consoles, wherever you get your podcasts, are covering the best of 2021 in pop culture. Plus, also as well, if you can like, share, subscribe to the Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, where they're celebrating their own Happy New Year as well. Plus, the awesome folks who's been with us all year long, the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers coming off that tough loss in Memphis where they collapsed in the fourth quarter needed something strong to come into the new year in 2022, something to get Lakers fans hopes up for the new year, something to get them riled up to just basically have some hope that the Lakers will be able to go ahead and succeed with a good year in 2022. And wouldn't you know, waiting for them at the crypt is none other than the Portland Trailblazers with Damian Lillard, which in the past was a very scary proposition. The way he would score, the way he would shoot, the way the rest of the team would rally around him. The Blazers seemed to have the Lakers number, but alas... This year has been a tough one, even tougher for the Portland Trailblazers than the Los Angeles Lakers. And we saw it on a platform today that showed why the Portland Trailblazers are struggling even more than the Los Angeles Lakers as the Lakers just came in right from the get-go, dominated right from the tip with LeBron at center starting there at five in the second game that he started ever at the number five spot. This truly looked dominating. Incredible performance again. He is not stopping. Just absolutely incredible performance with 43 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, and two block shots. Truly, truly great on both sides of the floor. And the Lakers, they did a great job. They shot well, 45% on 19 threes that they made. 
45% from the threes, 55% from the field, 86% from the line. Doesn't get much better than that in the best offensive performance for the Los Angeles Lakers as LeBron got a subdued but very solid under-the-radar performance from Russell Westbrook as he got another triple-double, which he leads the league in with 15 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists, and four turnovers. Malik Monk, 18 points, very solid play. Carmelo Anthony, four out of seven from three for 16 points. And a spirited return for Austin Reeves, Kent Bazemore, and Trevor Reza coming back into the lineup as the Lakers destroy the Portland Trailblazers 139 to 106. And here today to go ahead and celebrate the new year with you, Lakers fans, including you, V. Garcia, who we wish a special happy new year to. It's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and catch his latest articles today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I want to wish you, your wife, and your entire family a wonderful, happy, and safe and healthy new year. Also, as well, to every single Lakers fan and listener and watcher that watches us out there and also checks us out wherever you get your podcasts. But I wanted to say, Laker Tom, we found a defense that's actually worse than the Los Angeles Lakers, and it belongs to the Portland Trailblazers. Well, I'm not going to let anything detract from what I think is a great win for the Lakers, Gerald. Happy New Year wishes for everybody. Listen, world, it's it's been a tough 2021. Let's be honest. It was a tough 2020. So hopefully 2022 is going to be, you know, a, 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 a something better for us. Hopefully the pandemic will get under control. Um, hopefully the Lakers will go on and, and uh, really continue the great play that we saw tonight. This is like one of those changing of the guards that is a minor thing, but it, at the end of the season, you see that it could turn around four or five, six games. The Lakers got all of their health and safety protocol players back. Yes. <laughs> you know, and unfortunately, the Portland Trailblazers are, they're like one of those states that's a few, you know, days behind and they they lost like a bunch of their players to that situation. Um, and so they, this was a reversal of what the Lakers were facing a few days ago, you know, and, and it was pretty obvious when you, you came down to it, but the Lakers played well too. And that, that was the difference when we got beat, when we were living with a lot of those health and safety protocol replacement players holding key roles. You know, they just, they can't do that. It's very hard to do that. Getting Reeves back, getting Ariza back and getting Frank Vogel back. You know, I mean, give Frank credit. I, you know, I, I was ripping him in Lakerholics.com because I said, you know, well, yeah, Frank's back. We're going to start THD. Dwight and uh, and uh, Bradley, and then to his credit, you know, he actually looked and said, you, you know, we don't need to start, start DeAndre anybody. Jordan, didn't you? you no, you I didn't think it. he'd go that far. I, I don't okay. think he would go that far because I think he buried, I think he buried DeAndre in the bench. But I was sure that he would start Bradley. I thought he would start THT, which is a mistake, and and I, I and I think it was good for THT to come off the bench. He had a couple of good plays, and he made a couple of excellent defensive plays. He needs to build up his confidence again, and and you you just can't you know throw him out there. At twenty one years old, uh, even though he's got a couple years of experience, it's not he can't he can't handle the pressure of that role because he's a tough fit for this team because he's not an outside shooter, and we need outside shooters. We saw tonight nineteen nineteen threes tied our record for the year, you know. So yeah, at, on forty five percent shooting. Yep. 
And, and uh, a lot of those were open shots and they were taken with confidence and everybody was shooting them. Well, everybody was, was firing away. And I think, I think the thing that I really liked is every, including Stanley Johnson, every player who was open for a shot took that shot with confidence. And that's what you have to do. That's really what creates three point gravity because it's not necessarily that the guy might shoot the shot. It's, it's, it's that you know that if you don't get over there, he's going to shoot it. And if it gets made, it's going to be your fault. So it, it really keeps the defense honest. And, and that one or two steps that they have to shade over toward a guy who's, who they know is going to take that shot. You know, um, I thought it was nice to see Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore kept in the, could you imagine if they didn't have Ben McLemore tonight, what kind of game they would have had? I wish we could have had that Ben McLemore on our team. Well, we had him for one game. I remember that game, you know. It was, I think it was his first game he scored like yeah, 20 points. Yeah, his first points. game, and that was it. And that was it. You're right. Now we asked him to play defense, and that's all right. she wrote. Yeah, well, Ben from the beginning was hunted. You know, uh, it was he didn't, have, he didn't stand a chance. But he fits but, here because they don't play defense in Portland right now. At right. Least the and, and, and if you look at the Lakers, this was a, you know, look at the pace. This was a great defensive performance. We played defense very well this game. Yes. And there was some real highlights. And I, and I think the thing is that we could put now, now with Ariza and Reeves back, you can put a lineup out there, even without AD, that has four-plus defenders. So that you can only have one guy that you can cover up. And usually you can cover and hide for one player. It's when you got two or three of them on the lineup that, you know, it becomes really problematic. Well, anytime you could keep Damian Lillard to a five for 15 performance, you're doing yourself justice and you're giving yeah. your ch- a team a chance to win. They did were showing double performance teams. or did he? I mean, what's, what's, what's on with Dame? What do you, what do you think, Gerald? It's been I mean, a whole season not... thing, man. I think the distraction with the trade rumors and then the whole nine yards, I think the off season distractions, it's gotten to him. It's gotten yeah. to him. And I think it's the fact that he's just, it's very hard to recoup that momentum at times in the past couple of weeks, he's had it. He's had some good games, but yeah, a 40 point game. I thought, the yeah. Other day, yeah, but today that the Lakers showed a lot of double teams and tried to make the other players take the mm-hmm. shots and outside of Ben McLemore, they really weren't hitting. So you're right. The Lakers defense did show up, but you got to admit my friend, when the Lakers were an offense, it looked very beautiful, very seamless. They were unselfish, but again, that defense they were going through, it was like butter. They were just simply going to the the but whole. But you know, a lot whole, of a lot of it is a lot of LeBron, it is. The, you ask LeBron to drive more. LeBron drive more to the basket. It was that's that simple. Yeah, but what's what's really beautiful about that whole setup is that we are really moving without the ball now. Yes, that's the big difference in the offense. We are moving without the ball, and you know what LeBron reminded me of tonight? Tonight he reminded me of Joker. The way that I can remember Joker sitting up there and picking our defense apart, you know, when you got the ball in the hands of a center who can also back you down and score underneath the easily. And LeBron was doing that tonight just beautifully, you know. I mean, he was just orchestrating everything. And Russ, you know, give Russ credit. Uh, you know, LeBron made a point, which I thought was really an important point and, and a, an example of the kind of smarts and leadership that he has. Rather than criticizing Russ for the turnovers. He turned it into a thing where he's saying that the, everybody on the team, himself included, was guilty of making the wrong kind of turnovers. And he said, I don't mind attack turnovers where you're trying to do something that's going to turn to some points and so forth. But what's killing us are the careless turnovers. And by differentiating those and including himself in that thing, 
he set the stage for Russ to come out. Well, tonight LeBron had zero turnovers, and Russ just had three turnovers, and the team had seven turnovers for the he whole four, game. Just to let you know, he had four. But I will say that it was a very subdued performance. He didn't have to do too much. Once the Lakers got that lead, 43 to 28, by the end of the first quarter, he realized he didn't have to go and put anything. He didn't have no hero ball. He didn't have to put it all on himself. He played within the confines of the game, confines of the team. And you noticed tonight that that's what counts. That's why I think the team was really very well set up for success today. Because again, Russell Westbrook didn't have to do too much. We didn't ask too much from him. LeBron did a lot of the work early on. And that's what was needed because again, once it started going up big to 15, 20 points, you could tell Portland, their heads were down. They weren't yeah. getting back on defense. The Lakers were using their transition game. The only thing, like V Garcia noted, was the rebounding. But when you're playing a lot of small lineups, you're going to give a lot of rebounds up on the well, offense. shoot 35%. What do you expect? There's going to be a yeah. lot of balls flying around. Yeah, absolutely. So, But they still, when they got the rebounds, they, they did a lot of transition. And they got a lot of transition points. Or at least LeBron got set up really easy for some really close-in shots. And I think they also took, with the Memphis, they, yes, they lost. But they shot the ball very well from three. And I think they've instilled that confidence from Houston and from the Memphis game over to what you saw today. And hopefully they can go ahead and continue that from the outside as well. Yeah, the outside, well, the three-point shooting really determines a lot of the things that happen in the game today. You yeah, know, talk and, to Boston about that. Yeah, exactly, right. You know, it's what's really important to me in this game is that I can, you know, I, I looked at the schedule and I think we play, you know, for the next five games to me all look like winnable games and I'm talking winnable games without AD. And if we can hone what we have seen in the last two or three games, and now that we're finally at full strength and hopefully Reeves will get his legs underneath him again, and Ariza will get his legs underneath him. And you get all of these various factors coming together where we, we suddenly have most of the pieces that we've got except for none and, and AD, which we know we're not going to have for a while. So we can at least reach a level of stability where we can start to work on the rotations and so forth. And one of the things that I, you know, I, I'm interested to see one of the things you don't have the benefit of when you do a, an immediate post game is you're doing everything from the eye test and, and, and box score stats. So you don't really see what lineups did it and, and, and what was happening there. But I didn't see the crazy lineups that were killing us before when we, when we had so many replacement players and, and, and we were forced to rely upon DeAndre and Bazemore and uh, at various times, Isaiah Thomas and, and all of the Joneses that we hired and, and you know, in 10 day contracts and so forth. And tonight it was like every lineup looked like they were pretty solid. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, there weren't any of those crazy lineups where you said, Oh geez, how can we have Rondo and Russ and, and, you know, and DJ out there at the same time. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now. 
And I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets. And they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention is actually on top of yours is remember in Memphis, and I mentioned this on the Memphis podcast, is that with about three minutes left, LeBron went to go sit down. They were up by 14 at the point at that point or right around there. And they gave up the entire lead almost in that point. By the time LeBron came back, the momentum was already on clearly on the side of Memphis and it went all downhill from there in the fourth quarter here. LeBron goes out of the game. They were able to keep the momentum. Russell Westbrook was a plus 29 high for the game. He was able to go ahead and work with Carmelo, able to work with Austin Reeves and everybody else who was working in that second unit when LeBron was off the bench. And that, to me, was a key for them sustaining that because this is the first game, even in the Lakers' other good victories, this is the first game that they've had from tip-off to the end of the game, a consistent four quarters of effort. And that's what you like to see, and that's what we had today. Yeah, and it was and it was you know it, it's become my trademark scream now during Laker games. Great pass, Russ. Yeah, I must have said that. I can't, you know, must have said that thirteen times. Yeah, he he just makes passes that only LeBron is the only other guy on this team that can make, and uh, it's it's just a wonderful thing to see. You know, I mean, I'm I find myself you know constantly teeter tottering one way or another on Russ, but I tell you when when you're getting the great Russ you can afford a lot of turnovers and a lot of, you know, a lot of missed layups tonight. I only saw, I only saw that one missed layup. That's, uh, you know, so it was a good night. It was a, it was a good night for the team. Uh, it's a great way to end the year. And uh, hopefully we, we can go into 2022 and pull off a win on Sunday. Once again, it's the Lakers dominating the game from the tip all the way to the end of the game. And they just proved themselves really well tonight hopefully this will be a precursor for 2022 we'll see as they destroy the portland trailblazers 139 106 i want to mention as well again we wish everybody a happy and safe new year but we will be back once again coming up for the next game again this is a five game homestand this is a very critical homestand for the lakers that they go ahead and continue this momentum on sunday against minnesota start time for that is 6 30 also want to mention as well if you didn't get a chance to listen to our previous podcast the one i had with boomer Perot, very good interview and he's got a real sharp eye what's going on for the team we did mention that rajon rondo was traded to cleveland for the rights to denzel valentine who i think because he has a partially guaranteed contract is going to be waived so that they can free up a spot maybe for stanley johnson we'll and see what luxury taxes yeah, well, lover, yeah, but that's what I'm just letting you know also as well to save that hard-earned cash for the luxury tax as well. But, yes, Rajon Rondo is no longer a member of the Lakers, but I wish him well. I still yeah. think he's got a future as a coach. You heard it here first. 
So I wish him well. Maybe a coach of the Lakers down the line. We'll see what happens there. But again, wishing him the best and thanking him for everything that he did for the Lakers, including helping them to a world title the first time around. So appreciate everything that he did for us there. But once again, Rajon Rondo is no longer a member of the team, but you still have other members of the team and also a new year to go into. So before we head on out, my friend, real quick, as we head on out, want to hear your New Year's resolution for the Los Angeles Lakers in 2022. Well, I, th- I, th- I think the Lakers' resolution is that every possession, every game counts. It's the only way that they can look at it, one game at a time. We're going to take this next game. We're going to play every play to win every play. That will mean that we win every quarter. We win every quarter. We will win every game. And you have to go in with that same attitude that you can't, that every single person on the team has to hold their teammates accountable for that. And I think we're starting to see that with, it starts with the play of LeBron. LeBron at both ends is just playing, you know, spectacularly. By the um, way, he's officially 37, just a little know, right now. It's funny. I I tell you, there's some of the greatest moments that I have playing basketball is when you see a play, when you're coming down the court with a ball and you see a play, players are running. And you see a play about at a quarter way through, and you throw a long pass to somebody who's not even even closely in the play, but they you see that they're going so fast that by the time that pass gets there, they'll catch it and they'll go by it. And that's what I feel about LeBron James in this season, because there's a sentimentality, a favoritism that comes with being the 37-year-old superstar who's doing what he's doing. And I think that they're crazy. Not I saw a list the other day of 10 people for the MVP for the season. And he didn't have LeBron James on that list. I'm telling you, those people are fools because by the time we get to the end of this season, LeBron James will be a legitimate MVP candidate. I and agree if he's, with you on if, that. If he, can, if he can carry this team, and, and everybody wrote him off at the beginning because you got to compete with Anthony Davis. Well, he doesn't have to compete with Anthony Davis this year. Instead, he's got a built-in excuse that he's the guy who saved the Lakers when Anthony Davis went down. But the Lakers do have to get above 500 right now. They're 18 and 19. They got to win. They got to win like 80% of the rest of their games. Yeah. They got to win a lot more games. And I think they can do it. I think they, I think we can win every game in this homestand. If they get back up to fourth place, then I think he really gets consideration for it. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's going to be a Russ type deal where he won the MVP and they were seventh in the Western conference when they were, I don't think they're going to do that again, but he is. The Lakers got to practically win out. Yeah. And we'll see, but we'll see what happens, my friend. The next four games are going to be at the, at the crypt, the crypto.com arena. <laughs> that's good, that's good. You know, there's, they're there's calling it on the field. are going crypt, to be contacting friend. everybody saying that this is a website name that we want to make sure that you don't refer to it like going down to the crypt or that. The I'm crypt sorry. Is... They're already saying it on the official. Lakers I know, I know they are, but my wife and I were talking about it when it was happening. And I'm saying that's that's at least another five thousand dollars in legal fees for you know for the whoever, I, would, whoever com, for I would just give it up. I would just give it up because they're going to be called the Crypt. Just the Crypt. The four teams go to get killed by the Lakers. Yep, exactly, indeed. But Laker Tom has a lot of great articles that you need to check out today at LakerHolics.com. Jamie Sweet, who when he finishes partying and when he recovers from his hangover, <laughs> is going to put out another great article at LakerHolics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. V. 
V Garcia mentioned that LeBron is a freak of nature and is easily one of a kind. It's amazing to witness. V, I know it's amazing, but still, he's 37 and he's beating everyone down the court. And it's amazing. Or it's insulting if you're the Portland Trailblazers. But either which way, it's still amazing to see. And V also says that the Lakers' new arena is called the Crypt. The Lakers need to bring back the all-black jerseys. I agree with you. Those were cool. I would love to get one myself. You're right. Oh, yeah. But V Garcia, everybody else, we want to wish you a happy new year. Once again, the Lakers now move up to 18 to 19, are still in seventh place in the Western Conference. They do win handily against the Portland Trailblazers, 139 to 106. We will be back again for sure on Sunday after the game. I know that Jamie and Sean, if they recover from their hangovers, they want to do a Saturday late night podcast. So we'll see if there's going to be a Lakers late night podcast in store on Saturday, but we'll see. I have kind of like, eh, like 50, 50 on that one with those two after new year's new year's day hangover. So we'll see what happens there, but we will definitely be back on Sunday to talk more Lakers for you right here after the game against Minnesota. V Garcia says, hashtag let Jamie back inside. Hey, He's probably partying in his garage right now. So there you go. What are you going to do? But we want to wish, again, everybody a happy and safe 2022. We wish everybody out there all the best for the coming year. We know it's been a tough year for everyone. We know there's a lot of stuff going around, especially with Omicron, the coronavirus, and all that. We wish you continued health, continued safety. And, again, want to thank you so much for joining us, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. All the YouTube viewers out there, we love you out there. Thank you so much for watching us. Also, as well, everybody that listens to us, the hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people that have listened to us over the course of the past year, we truly appreciate you being part of it. V Garcia says, Happy New Year's, fellas. You all have a great and safe night. You too, V Garcia. We wish you the best. Also wish everyone else the best as well. Just L Rob, we love you, man. I hope you're out there partying, being safe. Sean Grice, Joe Soro, everyone that's been part of the Lakers fast break this year. We truly cannot thank you enough. And we'll be back for sure, pending a hangover, on Sunday after the game against Minnesota here at the Crypt. Sorry, we're going to call it the Crypt. (laughs) We'll be back on Sunday after that game. But we want to wish again, everybody, a happy new year from all of us right here at the Lakers fast break podcast. Happy New Year!